Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another brand new episode. Today's features producer and engineer, Chris Jabo. Had a lot of fun getting to meet Chris. Uh, we caught up uh, while he was here in St. Louis, back home visiting, and uh, we got to sit down and talk about some of his uh, work, some of his recent Work uh, with a bunch of our favorites, uh, like Antonio the Great, ATG, Damon, Dub Flow, from, uh, you may remember from the intro of this show, and uh, a bunch of our favorites around town, including a bunch of other artists uh, all over the country and world. But uh, hope you enjoy this one. Get out and uh, follow along with Chris on the socials and uh, see what else he's up to. Visit chrisjbo.com for more info. I do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps over there. All kinds of tasty beverages, delicious food, burgers, nachos, flatbread pizza, salads, pretzels, all kinds of tasty eats. And uh, great live music happening out there. Every Thursday they kick off the weekend with Singo Bingo Night. So August 10th, come out to Singo Bingo. August 11th, Denver Wade Trent. Uh, Saturday, August 12th, Josh Liddig. And Sunday, Matt Waltershed. And all those will be at the Wentzville location. And if you've been following along, you've been hearing me talk about it, but they just launched a brand new Friendship Brewing Fly High location just outside of Wentzville in Flint Hill, Missouri. Same great beers, all kinds of uh, different food menu, though, all kinds of different food out there with uh, the new Fly High Kitchen. And you can come out and experience that and some live music this weekend at uh, Fly High from Corey Clapper on August 11th, Friday night, August 12th, Jeff Waltschauser, and a big one, uh, my good friends Dustin Arbuckle and the Damn Nations return August 13th, 2 to 5, at Friendship Brewing Fly High. Again, find all the information at friendshipbrewing.com. Be sure to plug in with them on the socials and uh, come out and support your local brewery. If you uh, need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me, rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Chris Jabo. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Chris J. Bow, and you're listening to the Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guest that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. Kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. The 
double decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock paper podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with Chris Jabo. Welcome yes, to the sir. show, man. Thank you, thank you. This is uh, very cool. Um, I don't know, I mean, I I start a lot of these this way, and uh, I'm, I'm thankful that this show continues to introduce me to new people uh, and making music in our town, and and uh, you're... We, we just, it's our first time getting to hang out, but I've been uh, following along with some of your work for quite a while. Uh, you've worked with a bunch of my favorites in town. and um, Who's your favorites? Uh, some of those guys include uh, ATG, Antonio the Great, and uh, you may have heard him uh, on the theme song to the show, uh, Dove Flow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and of course, Egan's Rats and retro and a bunch of uh so it's just uh cool that uh, you've got to work with a bunch of them creating some beats and um so that's what we're going to talk about today man i think it's mm-hmm. uh really cool what you do so it's fun to get to hear directly from you what how it all comes about and stuff on your side of the um music business so mm-hmm. um i want to go back a bit though being that we don't know each other and it's our first time hanging out uh does your story to all start here in St. Louis area, right? Uh, it starts in Sparta, Illinois. Sparta, Illinois. Yeah, which is where I'm staying right now. Okay. With my mom. Yeah. What about how the, was the house growing up? Is uh, you got some siblings or uh, what was like your your home life growing up and stuff? What did, what kind of inspired uh, young Chris to kind of pursue this music and stuff? Um, to be honest, just like when I was a little kid, I remember like dreaming about like being a rock star, like having a guitar on stage. And that was like as early as like three or four. And uh, from there, like since I liked music, mom let me do band. So I was in band by like 10 years old. And then. Uh, what was, what was what were you playing in band there? Uh, saxophone. Yeah. Yeah, I was playing saxophone. And then uh, by like seventh grade, I was playing drums. But when I was 11, I got my first guitar. And that's when I started like my own, like not playing other people's music. Like actually like, you know, my own personal like music journey. And so. Uh, yeah, after that, joined a couple bands with the friends, and then I got my first interface when I was, I think I was 17, because I was with, or probably 15, I was with the band, and I wanted to be able to, like, record us if we needed it, so I got the interface, and then um, one of my homies saw me, like, playing on it, like, recording stuff, and hit, one of his friends was a rapper, so we told him, and then he wanted to go record. And the first song I ever recorded was like for money. Like I just charged him like five bucks, and <laughs> right. that's that's pretty like almost accidentally is how I started engineering. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. That uh, you had a pretty good knowledge, fairly you know good idea of like how the drums and saxophone yeah. and and guitar at least uh like honestly i wasn't that good then i just had the equipment and even that is good enough to you know get some business in some in some ways so that's how i first got the business and then i just kind of liked it enough to where like i tried to get better at and kept getting better at it right and since i grew up in this little small town i was like the only one because i live like probably like 50 miles from like downtown st louis Mm -hmm. so like i'm the only person in like a 50 mile radius with equipment 
So pretty much everybody was coming there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, were you, um, so you, you had a couple mics in the center face and, uh, yeah, I had like a little, maybe like $40 mic, yeah. a little hundred dollar interface computer. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Humble yeah. beginnings, man. Yeah, That's where, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I talk about, you know, quite a bit on this show, like very similar kind of, you know, start, like we had no idea what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed other podcasts. Uh, I met a guy, a comedian, Jay Larson, at the St. Louis Funny Bone, mm-hmm. and he, uh, he's, he, I enjoyed his comedy, and he was like, "Hey, check out my podcast." And I was like, "Okay," uh, you know, I didn't really know where to start. I always see mm-hmm. it on your iPod or whatever, you know. Right? Yeah, I was thinking back then, like, was there that many podcasts that even exist? No, I mean, not uh, to you know, nearly what it is today. Obviously, there's been a, a huge. Uh, uh, boom and popularity, uh, but there was definitely people doing it. I mean, um, um, you know, I think Rogan was obviously hmm. well doing it way back then too, and all the a lot of the bigger ones that we know today, they've been doing it for forever. Um, uh, Kevin Smith and a lot of comedians. That's how they've, oh, they've right. kind of tapped into it early. They found out they could plug their tour dates and stuff mm. like that, and and develop a a fan base through that also. Um, but anyway, so I met him and I. He said, check out a podcast. I started listening. I got hooked. And I was like, I want to do that. So uh, we went into Best Buy. I said, uh, "I said we need a microphone. And we found a Blue Yeti USB mic for 100 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. And went home and pressed record. And that was it, man. We got started. And um, and it's, I told you a little bit off mic. I started the show with my buddy Chris. So he had a little bit of knowledge of some of that stuff uh as far as recording and radio a little bit and mm-hmm. but uh so you had no knowledge at the time no just mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i uh, i would talk to uh, about us like uh we were kind of like baseball commentators you know it was kind of like he's like the play-by-play and i was like kind of the the color commentator which is right. you know coming in with stories and and uh but i had all these friends in music so i started bringing guests in and and wanted to talk to them and that's what we started doing but i i say that because like we had no idea what we were doing. We had very minimal equipment and we were just trying to get it done, you know, with a laptop and a microphone, trying to set up wherever. And, um, we've recorded in all kinds of random places and, um, Taco Bells and mall food courts and (laughs) Mm -hmm. just, uh, all kinds of goofy things. And, but, uh, we were having fun. And I think that's the biggest part about it. you know, like when same, I'm sure you felt the same way when you started recording and kind of, bringing your friends in and meeting all kinds of people uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, b- developing those friendships even more, like getting to record with their music and stuff. So Right. Yeah. It was honestly, I ain't gonna lie. It was kind of the money. Cause like yeah, back in high school, bucks. I was like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, obviously I kind of started <laughs> charging yeah. more, but yeah. uh, like back in high school, like, I don't know, like it didn't take that much money to like interest, like, mm-hmm. you know, like someone who isn't, doesn't have a job. So it was like, if I'm making like, a, you know, maybe like a hundred a week or even a hundred a month at that point. It was like, you know, yeah. I'm gonna keep doing this like for sure. Yeah. So that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. That'll, uh, that'll definitely um, motivate you. Yeah. You're making a couple of dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't got to ask mom for, you know, Taco Bell. Sure. Money, yeah. You know? Was it, uh, was it always kind of leaning uh, more towards uh hip hop and R and B type of, uh, the hip hop was actually on accident. Okay. Cause like I said, I was in a band. So like I was right. listening to Rob, I didn't even listen to hip hop, but then, uh, the first person I recorded was a rapper. Right. And as I got more into it, I wanted to understand it more to make it better. And so that's when I started listening to hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I didn't start till I was like, probably like sometime in like 2015 <clears throat> or something. 
where did your uh, hip hop education begin? Oh, um, the first album I remember like being excited for was I Am a Human Being Number Two by Lil Wayne. I remember that was like about to come out and like I had done enough research to realize like that was going to be, you know, like a big deal. And so, yeah, that's the first one I remember. I also, we had Pandora back then. You remember Pandora? Or sure. like, oh, it was yeah. like the first like radio kind of app. Right. And uh, it played me a lot of uh, like Logic and G-Eazy. And that's where I like liked the like the lyrical side of things. Mm-hmm. And then from there, just like all my friends were listening to like everything else. So that's how I picked up on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I like the, the lyricist. I like, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, I enjoy, uh, you know, production. I remember, um, uh, like, high, high school, for me, you know, we uh, graduated in 03. So, like, um, I guess my freshman year or something like that, or, you know, even middle school, Eminem was coming out and working with Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even before that, obviously, you know, Dre was well established, but, you know, like starting to notice like, oh, this is produced by Dre. Oh, yeah. You know, these are, this is a Dre beat. This is a Scott Storch beat. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a uh, Manny Fresh, uh, well, you know, or whatever, like all these different guys. That, um, and uh, so that was kind of the, that was fun for me to like start really like learning that these different producers have different styles and uh you know this kind of I'm, i've always kind of been a nerd about liner notes you know it's like always mm-hmm. trying to like figure out who's part of this record and same thing with bands too like you oh this guy played guitar on this record or whatever mm-hmm. so right um but do I've you always, make any music or you're just a fan just a fan yeah i just mm-hmm. uh just really enjoyed it i mean like um but yeah that's kind of that's where i, I start deep diving into stuff and that's just how my brain works i like to like to learn as much as i can about it mm-hmm. but so at the first it was just producing or uh, engineering then right recording and mm-hmm. but when did you realize like maybe you could start applying this to your making your own beats and stuff like it oh it, um it was actually a funny story so adrian we're at adrian's place right now uh <laughs> he's an engineer he's the one that taught me how to mix and stuff and uh he had a client that was like down by sparta where i used to live he would drive like all the way from here to there and uh we were there one day and like the dude was kind of rich so like he would pay adrian like like through the whole like day like he'd just be on like eight hours straight like he'd get paid for those hours even if we kind of like messed around or whatever and there was one time where um we were in we were in this little guest house and uh he was playing beats and robbie who was the artist we were working for he he liked one of the beats and so he talked to his dad and uh, convinced him to buy the beat like right then and there for like, I don't know, like two or 300 bucks. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, this man's currently sitting here making 40 bucks an hour. He just made another 300 bucks on top of that, like right in front of me. I was like, yeah, I got to start making beats. <laughs> right. And so that's pretty much when I started like taking it serious. And I was already like engineering by then. But yeah, that's right. when that's when it started. Yeah. I remember we, again, this is kind of going back, but in that same kind of time, like I remember there was kind of this started the development of like some of the different software and there was stuff like uh fruity loops introduced mm-hmm. and like i think we all at that time like were trying to make beat you know just some none of them were any good but it was just fun to like you know start kind of doing like you know something and then you're like hey that's pretty good and like mm-hmm. you know you know now you realize it's not but uh <laughs> it was you're pretty you're just proud of yourself for creating anything and yeah at that, at that it's time. fun too right. like just the the process of it Right. Is enjoyable no matter what comes out at the end. Yeah. 
so you watch that guy make uh, make some money, and you're like, I can do this, and pretty much. Uh, so you uh, did. Is this all self taught then? Is like, uh, or just watching and learning? Uh, yeah, it started on YouTube, and then with mixing, like engineering, it started on YouTube, and then I learned the rest from Adrian. And uh, I think with beats, it was pretty much all self taught, mm-hmm. like YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what was uh, do you do you uh, do you remember like the first one or like the first big one that you like actually get to you sold or mm. what it became anything like that? Not the first. I remember the first time I heard a song that I mixed at Pops was one of Retro songs on yeah. his first album. I was pretty cool. Yeah, it was just banging like so loud. Everybody kind of knew it at that point. But uh, with beats, it took me a while. It was probably another one of Retro songs to be honest. So he's one of the early ones that started hitting you up for yeah because like it was like the people in sparta <laughs> who were like really good but they didn't like market as well so like there wasn't any, ever like any like big ones i guess until later mm-hmm. but i didn't produce any of those and then yeah retro was probably the first one that i like officially produced for and the music was like going well
you so you uh you were saying like sparta has is that where you has a pretty good music scene yeah there, even yeah. though you kind of a smaller town yeah it's like the population is like four thousand, but there's like i don't know it's pretty much a whole scene out there to be honest right yeah i uh i don't i mean i don't know if i know really much about yeah i wouldn't imagine Sp- Sp- sparta but <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't uh, imagine but i feel like that kind of i mean i don't know if it's uh i kind of feel like that about my hometown i grew up in wentzville and still live mm-hmm. out there and but when we were coming up and and again and going back to like high school and like and some of those guys are still very active today but and that's kind of what inspired me to want to start this show is i had these friends playing music and i was like you know i feel like people need to hear this music mm-hmm. and so that's i rather wanted to start talking about it i started like doing like a blog type that was my first introduction and then like talking about music mm-hmm. and uh but you know that was kind of the thing it was like i was like i want people to hear it so that moved into the podcast format and right. made more sense to um that way but uh i guess you're uh, you're kind of a similar way like in a in a sense to wanting to record them and make uh make help them make great music and put it out there to for more people to hear it and mm-hmm. and stuff so uh it's yeah i imagine that's got to be a pretty wild feeling like uh something like that with a retro like where oh yeah when you first get to in your <clears throat> you know i was wondering how attached you become to these tracks you know uh when after you if you make a beat and sell it to an artist and then they put you know their lyrics over it and and then it becomes what we know is the song and then it's right. and then you see it out there performed on stage like yeah. that um you know if you if you still have that like pride and that sense of ownership like hey that's you know that's my song too or right you know, uh, kind of thing yeah it's kind of like you just kind of know in the back of your head it's like you know when you give it to them like it's theirs mm-hmm. so it's like you let them do what they got to do but it's still like you know i know yeah i know what happened right mm-hmm. is that uh like when you're making say uh you know whatever it just happened to me making the beat um do they always kind of start the same for you like is it uh start with a bass line or drums or how, like do you do you or do you hear different uh melodies and start with a guitar sometimes or how what do you uh i like to sample so i usually like i'll find something that i feel like i could like take something out of and then whatever like however i chop it i usually chop it in a way that like has a rhythm and then i kind of let that rhythm speak to me and i let the drums like hit on that rhythm that's usually how i make beats yeah 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 i did um and do you uh is there's a lot of your stuff sample based or do you ever record your own um i don't record my own that much if anything i'll do like vsts and stuff but uh most of it's sample based just because for me it's like easier like it's easier when there's something to pull from instead of like the creativity coming straight from me Mm -hmm. so yeah that's why i usually sample yeah i uh yeah i just feel like uh you know it's just cool to you have to imagine you have to have like a quite a you know vast knowledge of how these i guess you know even going back to your early days in band like you have to have a little bit of knowledge of this how all these instruments work even right. you know even if it is uh, an electronic version of it you mm-hmm. know on a computer so right. you still have to know how you have to understand how all of it works and to make right. it you know all to come together but uh so i don't like that's the thing i don't know even even speaking even trying to create a <laughs> the sentence to talk to you about it i don't really right. know how all that works uh i'm not into that world 
but I'm just a, you know, again, I'm just a fan, but I, mm-hmm. uh, I admire it all, but it's just like, uh, it's hard for me to even kind of understand like how all that really comes together, you know? Um, so that's kind of why I ask a lot of these questions. Like, it's right. just, the funny thing is like, you really don't need like any music theory. Like if you, if you know, if you have a good ear, then like, it just makes sense anyway. Mm-hmm. Because music theory is like it's like it's a theory. It's like made to explain why music sounds good, but it can sound good regardless if you use music theory or not. Right. That's what like a lot of like newer producers like they get a lot of hate because like they just you know like use a mouse to put shit on a keyboard, but it's like if it sounds good, it sounds good. Like you yeah, know, that's how, the whole point of it. Yeah, I kind of take a little bit of that approach to uh, some of the stuff I when I do record some music with. Uh, you know, I was telling you, I do some live performance stuff on here with some various songwriters, and I've been trying to expand a little bit um, with some more like band, you know, full band type of recordings. Um, just trying to challenge myself to keep growing, but I don't really know, uh, you know, much about mic placement and all, you mm-hmm. know all these various you know techniques. Um, I'm trying, trying to learn, trying to watch and see how things are done. But, um, but that's kind of how I, I try to approach it when I'm, when I do get to actually kind of mix some of the stuff. I'm like, well, that sounds good to me. And I'm like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm hoping that it sounds good to everybody else too. Like, right. And that's kind of how I try to approach it. I mean, like, you know, at least make it sound the best I can with, I, with what I got. So. Right. Yeah. And then you just learn in time and it improves over right. time. And next thing you know, it sounds good. Yeah. But, uh, I think I feel like sometimes um, like some of this just happens by accident. Like you just happen to like put in, put it something in there and they're like, Hey, wait a second. That sounds pretty good. And like, right. And let's kind of keep building off of that. And mm-hmm. um, got retro. You said you were working with him and now uh, you created uh, some stuff like uh, you let's kind of get into what your one of your newer songs uh, you, mm-hmm. which, um, it's pretty wild, man. We were kind of talking a little bit before we hit record, uh, you know, through text and stuff. And but do you have a, a track you helped produce that's over 10 million streams now and, mm-hmm. and things? Um, so you 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 did some work with locally, and then you uh, now you've been kind of branching out. You you uh, working uh, with people around all around the. The globe, I guess, right? You know, kind of yeah, the uh, he is. Uh, so this is uh, the new track out there that's doing really well. Is an artist Jev mm-hmm. and from Canada? Is that correct? Oh uh, yeah, he's from Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Does this through the internet, or do you uh, actually have yeah. a relationship? Or? No, I DM'd him on. I saw him on <clears throat> TikTok first, and then I DM'd him on Instagram, and he happened to like kind of be looking for an engineer, so we started working. And uh, where's the confetti? Was actually the first song we ever did together. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest one. And it blew up, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yo. Call me. Call me. Call me. Call me. Where the confetti? 
niggas get shot like the camera ready. Like my shooters working for Leroy. Niggas got Grammy energy. I got so so all sober dogs running in this liquor. I've been sipping on, living on my last breath. Chopper still sing like it's lab breath. The lab breath, please. I'm rich in the Devonport with the holy grail, nigga. I fill it with seven pores on that brown liquor. Drink it till my speech has got a slurm and I see the cracks. The dimension windows narrow and see they use their civil spoof for heroin. Fuck rock though when I'm shooting inside your glass house. Freezing until a nigga fall and mess up, please. Never took Zans, I took Sensu beans. Code as I play tag with my Jesus bees. Tell anxiety to suck my dick. I went from panic attack to protect. Went from plan of attack to attack, nigga. I'm too face any. I can wish a nigga well and drop his gun pennies. I'm invisible. We the last day on Kindle. Got more bars to sell signals. Heart ain't empty. It's simple, be simple. Cause mostly y'all still hanging out. When your favorite looking up to me like a nosebleed, nigga, please, I will spike you. Took an ass employee, now I'm owner. Diamonds colder than the flu season and ammonia. When the mic's still bloody, nigga, this ain't toner. When the game need hard, I'm a fucking donor. I'm a licks, I ignorance, get the die, temper quits, and arrival in this nature like some syphilis. I know niggas put the pyramids. I know shit ain't sweet, but some licorice. Cause if you think outside the box, they might put you in the box. Get down, they already know in the straps. I'm the type to catch it, throw it back like a shrimp life record. Came back like I resurrected the fact that the better is. Fuck all my nemesis, and they just the relatives. Not playing with your averages, it's flattery. They give fuck with Jeff, negative. Fuck your girl, right? Back to sleep like a sedative The crown on my cranium is negative I bet on your asses for five years consecutive The bands all white like it's drifting fine Know you sick inside when you see a nigga drive Surprise, nigga, I'ma roll down the window And start shooting, everybody had a pity party I got targets on my back, y'all got V's on your back Ain't scared of your niggas, Bernie Mac Confetti, niggas get shot like the camera. When the confetti, niggas get shot like the camera. Ready, ready. Yes, sir. I'm so kind of in this world of St. Louis music so mm-hmm. that I'm sometimes have blinders on to what's going on around the around the world. So uh, I don't I don't I didn't that was my introduction to Jeff was this right. track. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it was a lot of fun to you know learn uh, another new artist uh, or new to me at least. And um, mm-hmm. but you actually uh, you guys were in the same room and. Record? Uh, no, I sent oh, everything. Oh, it's all digital? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you produced uh, the beat and then... Uh, no, I didn't make the beat. I just mixed it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Nice. And then sent it to him and he uh, mm-hmm. did his thing on it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Now, do you like? Do you keep an eye on it? Like, do you go and, do you go check numbers or do you just get a, uh, you just get a text one time that, hey, man, we, we just... I did. Let's see. When it first released, I had no clue that it was doing numbers like that. I just knew that he was good with like marketing, promoting and stuff. And uh, I just checked it one day. I think the first time I ever checked, it was like 
maybe like a hundred thousand, like two hundred thousand, maybe. And then like I just didn't think about it. Next time I checked, it was at almost two million. So like I even missed like the one million mark. So it was almost two million. I'm like, right. bro, this is like like I texted. I'm like, bro, it was almost at two million. What the hell? Right. He's like, yeah, bro, it's cool. And I was like, uh, so I tried to make like a little content about it, like post about it. And then like I could tell I did the math. So I waited till it got to three million. And I did the math and it did like a week later or probably like 10 days later. So I was getting a hundred thousand of uh, streams like a day. And that pretty much happened until around until around like 8 million. So like pretty much like once every like week and a half, it was like hitting another milestone. And then, uh, then it hit around 8 million kind of slowed up and now it's, it's at 10 million. Then we have another song called black samurai that's past a million. There's another one that passed a million, but Pretty much the whole album is doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, very impressive, man. I, like I said, I don't, I don't really know what to, you know, compare to or anything. But like, it just seems like in this uh, era of you know music, it's was such a saturation. Sometimes it's hard for especially independent artists. I don't know if he's signed or not or anything really about him, but you know, just like it's difficult to. To break through and, yeah. and get, especially get people to, you know, care like that. So it's, like, mm-hmm. it's nice to see the people are responding to this song, man. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I honestly didn't expect it, but here we are. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Another cool thing I thought was uh, fun to read about was that you uh, you had a, got placement on a uh, Netflix series. Mm-hmm. That was with Damon. Damon, yeah. yeah. With that Daybreak song, uh, for yeah. the Daybreak series, mm-hmm. which uh, <clears throat> Damon incredible artist man like yeah, very fire bro very cool and i love what he's doing with his music and what was that like for you guys like do you uh do you go did he call you and tell you that uh was getting placement or how's uh um we had already been working together for a little bit well actually no at that point we hadn't really that was like the funny thing about it it was probably like maybe like a couple months into knowing him like doing sessions here and there because mm-hmm. you know i used to work for adrian and uh there was this one day um after like kind of a long session he was like hey play me some beats dog and i was like all right i got you and uh first beat i played him was the one and he was like dang that's fire and then he like played him another and he was like nah nah go back to that one and so uh he was fucking with that one so i sent it to him and then i came back maybe like a week later and he sent me or i think i was still in still in sparta he sent me a hook and uh, he was like yeah let me know what you think we're gonna send this to the uh, publishing company pretty soon and i honestly didn't like it Cause like when he first heard the beat and started rapping on it, he was like rapping, rapping. But then he kind of like, you could tell he kind of like purposely made it easier to listen to. And that was kind of like, like not my style. And I told him straight up and he was like, yeah, that's fine. But like, I know what the company wants. So we're going to do this anyway. And it ended up, you know, being the right idea. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it with that. It took a while to get it like actually placed, but you know, it happened. So, yeah. Like a thousand four, on the case, solid goals. Totin' like a diva, may believing like you got it though. Coming from the streets, the same as me, because you kinda broke. Girl, you gonna be the greatest, even if you kinda don't believe it. The way that I believe in you, the time has come. Run away with me, we supposed to leave the longest time ago. If I could combine us both, we wind up so chaotic and cohesive. We complicated people, it's hard to say the reason why. 
Conversation. I'ma get Rosetta Stone and learn to speak your body language Maybe build a better home and garden fully start to grow apart We broken stars with broken hearts, they see your constellation in the evening I can't contain the energy I have for you Even if a fading memory is all I have of you We defy the laws of nature, we define the laws of love We can fight them all and keep it all for us, I'm following you The reason why It's hard to say the reason why All to say It's hard to say the reason why we dream About each other when I can't sleep I ain't woke though, but I ain't that deep I slang dope, but I ain't that street Yeah, I'm a nerd with attitude And I heard you had a few issues, baby And word, I had them too I learned to laugh when I'm tripping, baby Go ahead, live your life Yeah, yeah, you could do your thing Take your time, get that right Baby, it's time to live your dream I was raised in the game where it's no love But you change with a thing like a grown-up Can't wait like a gold rush Yeah, cause you're worth more than gold, gold plus Another fun part of the business, you know, like getting there. You know, we have so many various outlets to do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, so that's one thing that is, it seems like there's more opportunities for placement and, um, for a lot of artists. And uh, but s- some shows are better about it than others as far as like introducing you to new talent. Mm-hmm. And so that's always a, a fun thing when I do catch something that hey what's this like you know it's that sounds good and like uh, mm-hmm. you know and it's you get the uh trying to tr- trying to google search or something trying to find out what this what this track was or you know you you only know a couple lines because it's maybe, right. maybe the only a, a little snippet of the song and stuff but mm-hmm. um but i uh i just do i think that's neat man like that you uh you guys got that call and uh, make that happen and yeah it was cool uh, do you, uh, do you ever get into that kind of like scoring is that, or producing uh, like that, that kind of stuff? Like I've wanted to, like people ask me all the time since like I already got one, they're like, why haven't you done more? But, uh, pretty much it was like Damon was signed to, or still is signed to the publishing company. So like, there wasn't like really a connect for me personally to like get into that. It was kind of like his thing right. and I was a part of it that time. Cause him and Adrian like get placements all the time, but, um, yeah, it just like wasn't my like place to be, if that makes sure. sense. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, is that something you personally are like, as far as like even creating instrumental, you know, music beds for for shows or anything like that? Is that anything that interests you or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm not as creative as I used to be. Like I'm more focused on like the tech technical aspects of engineering rather than like making beats anymore. But I'd, I'd definitely still be interested. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, <clears throat> I watch, uh, you know, some of that stuff like, you know documentaries and making of and you know, all these different things and you see how some of these guys that compose something you know but you know some moody kind of thing or mm-hmm. whatever it is trying to trying to capture the uh but i just feel like you know music is such a enhancer to for any emotion you know and mm-hmm. but like you watch uh some of these, you know, we we just recently watched uh, the other day watched uh, Jurassic Park again, and like, and that's mm-hmm. another like, you know, so much that happens with the music that's in there, you know, like John Williams. Oh yeah, you know, this that's 
that's like such a huge part of that movie like helps intensify everything you know mm-hmm. the build the anticipation for all those scenes and all stuff right. so reminds me of this thing my friend was watching it was like uh it was one of them cop shows where like uh they show footage from the body cam and uh it was telling this story about a cop he uh like his mom like didn't want him to get into the force and stuff like that so it was like playing the sad ass music like you know what i'm saying like pianos yeah. and stuff and then like um the next scene like while the music was still playing the next scene cut in and it was him like playing basketball with some kids in the hood and like the music just immediately changed like some happy shit and, like it was to the extent that like you notice you know right. what i'm saying like it wasn't even like they didn't even try to like you know like mix it in uh, yeah. it was just like sad music happy music like, right off the bat right. and i just thought that was funny <laughs> all right but yeah it was pretty much like the same thing like they use it they use it like so much just to like convey an emotion you mm-hmm. know yeah uh, yeah, it's funny though. Like, just uh, all right, that's enough of that. Let's get to happy stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Right. <laughs> it was like jarring how fast it, like, I was trying to be sad still, <laughs> yeah. and then it just changes real quick. Yeah, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. Uh, yeah, it's just it's funny when you pick up on those little things like that. Like, you know, notice maybe, maybe it was hey, why didn't they? They should have fixed that. Like, there's something, right. something, somebody missed, dropped the ball in that one. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, you, uh, you mentioned, uh, early on, like, you know, uh, kind of getting into the, um, hip hop and stuff and, uh, and started with, uh, Lil Wayne. Uh, I don't know if like it was, I don't know if that was your choice, uh, playing some of the music when we were, oh, when yeah, we were was, setting up I and was stuff. Playing, but, uh, playing running by the far side yeah. and then that little 90s mix played after i was gonna say we have some some uh you know going back a little bit on yeah, some, some old school stuff yeah. yeah which is funny for me because like i didn't start listening to rap till like 2015 yeah yeah i uh but i love that like you know just classic uh hip-hop like it's stuff uh again i'm, I'm kind of the same way like i didn't it wasn't something i really i grew up on classic rock that's what my parents mm-hmm. played a lot of and blue some blues stuff and mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, um, I have pretty vivid memories of cruising around with my cousin and, uh, when he got his license and, uh, we, and he introduced me to a lot of music that my parents weren't playing. So that was like mm-hmm. my first, like kind of thing, uh, some different records. Uh, but I remember, uh, Easy E was one that like really caught my ear right. uh, at the time and, I, and, um, and I think Beastie Boys was in there too, mm-hmm. and that and and stuff. So I started listening to some some different music that, uh, and and I don't know. Once I found like, especially like, started getting on the internet and stuff with you know the Napster era and oh, stuff yeah. like that. You start. I mean, we just started downloading everything and mm-hmm. had all kinds of uh, classic mixes that I made of all records, uh, different different songs and. Uh, but that was like a, a fun way for me to like really start learning a lot about some older records and, uh, you know, kind of, I always kind of like discovering music backwards. That's how I feel about it. A lot mm-hmm. of it. And like, you start like, Oh, this guy was in, influenced by oh, somebody right. else. And like, you know, you, you mentioned, you see him drop a name in some article or interview or whatever. And they used mm-hmm. like, well, I gotta go check that out too. So, right. Um, but that's, that's always been a fun way for me to like start, discovering a lot of different artists and, mm-hmm. and then it's fun like when you you do discover somebody especially like it's always exciting you just never know what you're going to find right when you're going to find your next favorite mm-hmm. and i still say that a lot about 
even my friends here, I encourage people to go out to support local music in St. Louis. And I'm like, you just never know when you're yeah. going to find that one. That's like this, this get you know, artist speaks to me. Like I right. love what they're doing. So, yeah, I didn't know if, uh, if you were still, uh, you know, uh, learning quite a bit of hip hop stuff or what you were listening to more in your personal stuff. If you, if you, uh, if you still get a lot of variety and if you're getting some rock in there and whatever, what else, uh, what's on your current, uh, mix right now? If people pulled up your, uh, Spotify and shuffle or something like that, what, what might they find on there? So like lately, like since I've been back from Arizona for the summer, I've been trying to get more into like rock and alternative, mm-hmm. just like back to like my roots type shit. And, um, I like to cuss. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you can listen on uh, the internet. Do you have to like bleep it out if I no. do? <laughs> okay, just yeah. me. I don't want you to have too much work. All right. Um, they all got an explicit tag on them. So okay, yeah, we're chilling then. But uh, yeah, a lot of rock and uh, and like alternative lately. Before that, just like kind of like alternative kinds of rap. But my friends listen to like a lot of like popular stuff, so that's how I like keep up mm-hmm. with that. Um, Does it help you to like listen to like what's current, or do you prefer to like? I just feel like uh, I feel like the same way with art, like as uh, lyrics and stuff. I feel like you know, listening to too much music, uh, you might, um, uh, you know, just in your uh, whatever subconscious or whatever, kind of have like something, and you find out like, oh, that sounds too much like this person mm. or something like that. Like, do you ever? You're saying because like you will accidentally like make it like that, or yeah, like, like it's you, just in your head. Yeah, so. like you heard it, but then like you're you're like it's maybe you created you created the beat, or mm-hmm. as maybe hey, it's maybe a little too close to this other person's beat, or right. something like that. Like, is there like I just feel like does it help you to listen to current stuff, or do you are you able to shut that off and like to create? Or uh, or how's that work for you? Like, or do you? For me, at least back in the day, I used to like listening to current stuff, and it would bleed into what I'm making because it would be like, it would still feel like mine. Like I wouldn't, right. even if I knew, like, oh, I was listening to that today, and that's why I made it like that. Like, like the rest of the beat, like it'll only be like one melody or like a counter melody, and then everything else is like still mine. So like, it was always fine with me for stuff to bleed in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, I, that's how my my brain works though. Like I've always been, you know, interested in songwriting mm-hmm. and I, I liked, I never really have been able to apply it myself as a writer, but, uh, I, that's what I, I when I ever have tried, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write something like all that's going through my brain is everybody else's lyrics, you know, like right. it's, you know, I, I'm so immersed in music, all the time mm. you know that you couldn't like think of anything yourself it's hard for me to like shut mm. that off like and just like this is now this is a shane original thought right here like, right you know it just uh it just happens so that's the way my you know i'm wired up so i mm-hmm. don't know if like have you ever like just went ahead and created anyway and see what came out i i haven't been able to figure it out yet. i mean for mm. as far for me yet. I and i'm not that i maybe haven't really gave it a proper try but mm-hmm. uh I just feel like that's so far that's the way it's worked and hasn't really encouraged me to want to, you know, get out there and keep going. Right. I think another thing for me is uh, like I started out in like cover bands or like a cover band. And so like pretty much like everything I know came from like listening to something else because that's how I like got my chops on guitar. And then like with that, um, with the like the ability to play all that stuff was like what allowed me to then create something else. So like when it's like when you're like learning an instrument or something, I feel like it's better 
to have like other things in your head. But like, say if you're like making beats or something where like you don't have to like understand an instrument, then it might be like a bad thing to have stuff in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really all music is today. I think like it's just a giant blender of, you know, everybody's influenced by somebody. Yeah. It's a matter of taking all those various influences and making it sound like Chris Jabo. Right. It's like making it sound like, you know, your own voice instead of through the lens of a whatever other person that you, you know, so. And I feel like that'll naturally happen if you like don't stop it, you know, like in your, in your case, like, I feel like if you would have went ahead and created anyway with all that stuff flowing through your head, like what are the odds you accidentally perfectly sound like someone else? Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's going to compare you to something. Sure. Even if like it's actually like your influence, but it's like I think whatever would have came out would have been like you know something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, maybe I'll uh, try it again. I think you try should try to revisit it. I, mm-hmm. I, um, yeah. I don't know. It's just something I, I just think it would be super cool someday to. I, I don't know that I'll ever perform it or anything, but I think it would be really nice to rec- write a song and have somebody. Re- perform it and mm-hmm. you know record it and have and just that would be a a, a nice moment for me uh you know right. kind of the bucket list type of thing like i, mm-hmm. I did it you know i've had would you write lyrics too yeah i think like that's what i'm saying i think i that'd be more in my lane i think i don't mm. that's where i envision myself more is um the lyric side of it writing and um you know have somebody else help me compose uh you know the instrumentals and figure it out the how we can uh, structure it on to chords and melody mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, kind of, cause again, I don't know any of that side of the world, but, uh, right. you know, but yeah, that's kind of, that's the way I see it. Someday I'll, hopefully I'll get there. And I got a bunch of really talented friends that yeah, can help definitely me make, got the resources help huh? me make that possible. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, one day I'll, I'm going to, you know, there's enough, I've said enough on this show that I have to hold myself accountable and, actually get sit down and do it and make it happen so mm-hmm. um you've got to do some really cool things already you got yeah. uh some crazy numbers uh, uh with some of the different tracks now like does that uh open up more opportunities are you getting uh is there are other people calling for mm. beats uh, or is the price going up or price you know? definitely going <laughs> yeah. up but uh it didn't um like the netflix thing didn't really uh get me as much attention as you would think mm-hmm. which is kind of why i'm like doing like podcasts and stuff like this now because like now that i like have that in my repertoire i want to like then just like show that to people and then because like people would say like it speaks for itself but it really doesn't right like you gotta like that's what you use to speak to other people if that makes sense like now like if i reach out to someone like no matter who it is it's like hey you know i'm chris like got this song on netflix i got songs that are doing these kind of numbers Let's talk. And then Mm -hmm. like, you're most likely going to get some of their time versus like when you just kind of, you know, I work with a few artists, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. It's still a hustle. I get, you know, it's like, I feel like that a lot too. Again, you know, not to keep making about me in this show, but that's the way this, you know, people, I I feel like it's a good uh, introduction, you know, it's like, it's a good way to get yourself in the door. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be prepared and ready to go when you get there but you know telling people you have a podcast makes it like a lot you know way easier to right. sit and talk to people or invite somebody that you want to get to talk to mm-hmm. um you know instead of just saying hey you want to hang out with me for an hour right you know so it's like i feel like that a lot like and you use 
been able to use, you know, some of that to help get you in the door, at least uh, in the conversation. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see what happens next with all this stuff. I mean, like, uh, you know, we already got some big things happening and things. Mm-hmm. But uh, so locally, um, people, like I said, I mentioned a few of mine favorites to start the show. But, uh, you know, he's like I said, we got uh, the the sp- uh, placement with Damon's track and uh, you um, work in. Did you produce uh most of the uh, ATG three one four record is that right? Uh, I mixed all of it. Mixed I all don't, of it. I don't think yeah. I produced. Oh, any you didn't of produce it. it. No, I didn't produce any of it. But you helped produce some tracks for for Dub, right? Uh, uh yeah, we got a couple together. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, got, snakes uh, and sparklers. Yeah, snakes and sparklers. That's yeah. a fire one. Took a walk around my mind's eye until the whole world came to a halt Traded all of that negative energy for a centerpiece of inner peace for a second so I could sleep I wish this moment would repeat, but it never lasts long it seems Soon it'll cease, see so long sweet dreams Wake up sweet pea, snap back to reality Now it's back to the drawing board, take another crack at the masterpiece Pick up the chalk, start hacking at the chalkboard casually Till it turns into frantically and evolves into erratically I can't believe I think I actually Fact for fact broke the whole rap game down mathematically Look First you add the cheese, then subtract the beef Carry over the scene, multiply the dream, divide the cream In that moment I had an epiphany So did everyone in the room listening We had all we needed to algebraically Separate the scene from the industry No more need for hating and the greed Revolutionary breakthrough and that's for certain Teamwork makes the dream work and the dream is working Cause the team is working Now it's closed curtains Now it's party over here, party over there, you heard it Chris J. Bow and Dub Flow rock the most Dub Flow rock the most. Dub Flow and Chris J. Bow rock the most. Chris J. Bow rock the most. And after a long day and a job well done, I like to go home to my love. Snuggle up under the covers with her and a pup. She said, You're snakes and sparklers. I said, What? She said, The good stuff. And then I think it released already Water with Damon. Yeah. Yeah, I produced that one as well. Yeah, those are yeah. two really good ones for sure. Yeah, yeah, fire. He, uh, I don't, I mean, I, I think we've all said it a bunch in various podcasts, but I don't know how that guy is like <laughs> not bigger than, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, crazy, he, bro. He's, uh, he's incredible. He's different, man. Yeah. He's different. 
He's probably uh, one of my favorites out here, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, so it's, it was really uh, a treat for me to um, reach out. Was looking to do an original theme song for the show, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I just uh, I have a buddy uh, help me, uh, Michael Bivens. Um, Michael Bivens, yeah, but, guitar player. Yeah, he does play guitar. Yeah, uh, we think the same person. Right. He also has a studio and engineer. And oh, what does he look like? But <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, he uh, created the beat, and I, uh, I was not the same person. Dude. I was. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I said, uh, I pitched it to Dove, and I said, "Hey, man, would you uh, want to record?" something over this and he hit me back with uh okay nice yeah, different different <laughs> yeah. um but he uh hit me back with his uh verse and i was just like mm-hmm. i love him man and I like yeah. we, we made it happen and so that was uh, a really cool moment for me to have mm-hmm. an original theme for my show yeah and it's fire yeah uh, I'm really proud of it, and uh, I uh, the the funny story about it all, like it was you know whatever weeks before I posted on Facebook about uh, uh, double deck double decker fudge rounds because mm-hmm. uh, I'm uh, I enjoy some little Debbie's snack cakes <laughs> yeah. and uh, and I uh, just you know it was just a goof goofy thing, and then all of a sudden. Uh, Fast forward, I get this, uh, you know, um, rough mix of the song from Dub, and he's, and in the in the lyrics he says, uh, "Double decker fudge round rolling around town," and uh, it made me like die laughing. I was like, <laughs> I didn't think that Little Debbie's was going to make my show theme song, but, right. but here we are. Yeah, it's fire. So since then, I was like, well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm the Little Debbie's guy now. So I made. Right made uh, a logo that uh, is a little shiny uh, for my shirts and uh, stickers. And mm-hmm. so I've, I've embraced it. Right. But, uh, that's fire. Yeah, so all, all that's uh, from Dub. So he mm-hmm. created, create, inspired all that. So that's fire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you don't know Dub Flow and you don't know Egan's Rats, uh, you should check it out. Jeff uh, Gorilla J uh, mm-hmm. is the other half of Egan's Rats with him is also an incredible artist and uh, MC. And so uh, there definitely a lot of really cool music coming out of St. Louis, uh, especially mm-hmm. in hip hop. And and that's kind of I, I credit uh, ATG to introducing me to to Dub and Jeff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, these guys have become some great friends of mine now. And but that's what I do love about um you know what the community that those guys have you know they're all the best you know been good friends forever and uh and then feature on each other's tracks but that's always kind of been the nature of of hip-hop is like you know spotlighting a lot of different artists yeah and um it's been a fun way for me to con- continually to you know meet new people making music and stuff so mm-hmm. um but that's uh so yeah uh those are some of my favorites, and I enjoy uh, your some of your work that you've uh, got to work with those guys. And I appreciate it. And um, so you can visit uh, chrisjbo.com, mm-hmm. and you can see some. Uh, you got links up there for all your uh, some of your well, quite a bit of your work uh, and things. I don't want to say all of it, but uh, you got some other artists. You said uh, 
But you're so you currently live in Arizona, is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you're just home visiting now? Mm, for the summer, yep. So are you been working with artists there or is it more through Oh uh, yeah, I got a few artists in Arizona for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh stuff like with with Jeb, like working with people around Yeah, I try to like stay heavy on the DMs just to yeah. like you know, you got your in person people, your online people. So I got like a got artists in Toronto, Jeb, I got uh Vass who's in Switzerland. Um I think that's really it to be honest yeah yeah had a homie who was or an artist i work with he was in columbia for a little bit but he lives in arizona but yeah yeah trying to get around there you know trying to expand a little bit yeah yeah what did the music take you to arizona or what uh what was the, what uh yeah so like uh i kind of felt like the sparta scene like kind of slowing down just a little bit and uh so i wanted to get out when my lease ended i was in like december of like 2019 I wanted to go to LA, like, you know, make sense to go there. I was worried the price, I was worried it'd be like too expensive. And so, uh, so I was trying to think of a place that's like in between everything, like air, uh, like Phoenix, Arizona is like maybe like five hours from LA close to anywhere in California, close to Vegas. And, uh, so I decided to go there and it, I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You just by yourself, you, uh, you, yeah. you just, uh, took a chance and pretty much. Yeah. That's pretty uh, wild, man. It's inspiring, like just yeah. to you know um, start over in a new city. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know anything really about it. I've lived, uh, I live now, um, whatever, a mile and a half from the house I grew up in. Really? And uh, I've never really gone too far away. And mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, well, I enjoy traveling a lot, but I just, right. I haven't made that jump to like just go start over in a new city and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but. I do uh, kind of, I don't know, maybe fantasize about it a little bit. Right. Just I think do, everybody does, you know. Yeah, just uh, be f- interesting to see uh, what happens. Uh, just right. take a chance. and Yeah. Like even uh, when, like before I moved out there, like I told myself, like, if it doesn't work out, I'll just come back, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want it to seem like some big grand move. It was just like, I'm a ghost, see if I can make it work. And if not, then be a little story. But yeah. it's worked and I'm still there, so. And music's paying the bills? Uh. There's been like times it was, times it wasn't, you know, it's fluctuating yeah. like, like anything else. And I was going to, I mean, like, uh, you know, just, I was wondering if you, when the last time you had a, a real day job or if you still manage uh, working both or how, how that it's works. Been spotty. So like when I first started, obviously I still, well, I was young enough to where I didn't need a day job yeah. and then got some jobs. And then April of 2019 was the first time where I decided I'm going to try to do it, uh, without a job. So I quit my job, but I still door dashed. Mm-hmm. So I was like doing door and music. And then some point before the end of the year it was good enough. I didn't have to door dash anymore, but I was also like living like pretty cheap. Like my rent was like sure. 350 bucks yeah. uh, for my half. So uh, it was obviously kind of easy to, you know, do that. You still had to have a decent amount of business, but it wasn't, you know, it's not like I was paying some crazy like mortgage or anything, but yeah, that was the first time I was able to do it um, uh, without a job. And then I moved to Arizona I actually just door dashed while I was out there. And I was also, I think when I first moved, I was mixing um, Memoirs of a Broken Poet by ATG. Yeah. So I, I had that. And then I had like maybe like three or four other projects I was mixing at the same time. So that plus DoorDash was taking care of me. I even stopped doing DoorDash out there for a while and did full-time music for probably like a good year. Could probably year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then um, one of the main artists I work with uh, he he went to Columbia for a little bit, 
And then I had to, I like realized I was like, oh, I, you know, I should have been like find another artist. I should have like had a backup plan. And uh, that's when I got a job. And then it's kind of been pretty volatile since then. Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, I, I think that's one thing. I mean, not that I, I know anything about it, but I just see like there's, I think there's artists, you know, I think we all get comfortable. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, well, I'm making the, this is working now, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I think people often wonder like, when when is it when's the right time to to make that jump to right to make music the full time thing and mm -hmm. um you know I just it's I don't know any I don't know if they're ever going to be the right time or or the answer but I feel like uh it, if you believe and you you make that jump it forces you to get creative to right. figure out how to make this work mm -hmm. um you know I think if people you know, know that they've got the backup plan, like of the day job kind of thing. They'll stay, they'll stay, you know, kind of idling right there. Like right. this is working for right now. I don't want to yeah. mess it up. And, but, uh, you know, to, in order to take the, is the risk worth, worth the reward? You know, it's like, yeah, you make, when do you make that? Final? I feel like a good like time to like, think about it is when like, you're making a certain amount off the side gig that um if you were to invest more time, it would directly equal more money. Right. So that's when it's like, you work less, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's like you, if you quit your job right now, you'd have to figure everything out and hurry up. That's like probably not the right time. But if it's like, dang, I'm doing all this work. If I only had an extra, like, you know, 10 hours, 20 hours a week, then I could grow it this much. Then it's like, you know, now let's work that out. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's something, you know, not that I, you know, I'm anywhere close, but that's something I think about too. Like I'd love to figure out how to make music a, at my job, like mm -hmm. whether I know like a lot of, and I just loosely use the term music because, you know, it seems like a lot of my friends that are playing in bands, like <clears throat> they might have the cover band, the original band mm -hmm. and teach lessons uh, right. during the day or different things like that. You know, it's not just, uh, the one thing that's bringing uh, money in, but, you know, mm -hmm. so, um, but I would like to, I think about it a lot, like, you know, even building like some kind of um representation or you know some kind of thing where i can help my friends out you know being um either management or whatever you know i don't know how mm. what all where i would fit in necessarily but these are things i kind of think about how i could try to you know make myself uh, a part of this community more so mm -hmm. maybe someday i'll figure it out but, yeah i think you know, you will. until i until i find where i belong but um I'm having a lot of fun doing this, but I don't know that podcasting is going to be the answer to right. It could be. I don't know that uh, you know I'll get to that Rogan level where I'm making right three hundred million dollars and yeah. Spotify and stuff. And hell yeah, would be sweet though. Yeah, it would be. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I got some uh, questions for you, Chris, and uh -huh. get your uh, take on some of these. Um, <clears throat> a song that always gets stuck in your head. Is there a what? Did you wake up? humming something this morning or uh mm. is there uh almost currently on repeat in your head dang there was one that was stuck in my head recently i forgot what it was no i don't remember yeah <laughs> yeah for me it's just like they'll get stuck and then i'll just think about something else though like i don't know right yeah don't i get uh that. i'll get like one one line uh, yeah. and then on a loop and then just repeats all day like, right yeah no yeah that happens to me like it's never a whole song right. it's like just one part. I was talking to my mom the other day about how it seems like 80s music was just made to get stuck in your oh, head. Yeah, because yeah, we played this one song. It was just like a goofy 80s song. And it's like, 
literally like as soon as it ended, I'm like singing it. Sure. And I didn't even think about it. Yeah. 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 I had, uh, um, kind of in that vein, but, uh, <clears throat> foreigner, uh, the, mm-hmm. the time we're recording this foreigners in town tonight. And, oh, really? uh, so I was, uh, I had that, uh, jukebox hero uh, oh, yeah. like this is just that uh chorus that you know and be a jukebox hero <laughs> yeah. so that was that, was that was what's on repeat today so right makes sense yeah what about like uh five things you uh couldn't live without and maybe uh mm. and this could be a general but or maybe you even apply it right to your your work and music and stuff is there is there certain uh gadgets and things you found along the way that you change your life the funny thing is like the first two things i thought of was food and water yeah but sure. not even being like literal it was just like yeah. i drink a lot of water yeah. and i eat a lot so i guess we can throw that on the list food and water yeah right. <laughs> <Boring> ass list. <laughs> um what else probably my laptop definitely my laptop yeah it's like part of me at this point food water laptop probably music yeah sure. you know obviously yeah easy um what else one more food water laptop music Probably my friends. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm a very social person. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Got to have friends. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Do people usually a- answer that question more, uh, like, specifically? I don't know. I mean, there's no rules. Any. I, sometimes I'll switch it up and I'll ask about, like, uh, your... Um, Say like you have a, a Chris Jabo action figure. Like, what would what would you like to see with your action <laughs> figure? Right. You know, and I, um, so that kind of... Same kind of thing. Like, what, right. what, if you're defining what is, you know, Chris Jabo, like, what, where is, where are certain things? So, you know, it can be any various, uh, collection of things. So. Right. I like the action figure one. Yeah. It's kind of cool. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. so what would you, what about if we change the action figure? Well, definitely a microphone. Yeah. Probably still my laptop. Probably still a bottle of water. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, you, what's your, uh, what's your water? Do you, uh, do you have, um, do you have a preference? I'll drink anything. I'll drink yeah. tap if it's, yeah, if sure. it's there. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, major yeah. water drinker um yeah. i know people some people are very passionate about it like yeah. uh, they, when i don't uh you know some people are like i don't do aquafina or, right. or i mean personally i don't like spring water but like yeah. i said if it's all that's there right. i'm smashing it i mean i'll gladly take uh, aquafina sponsorship i'm not trying oh, to yeah. throw shade but <laughs> i'm just, just throwing those names all right now nah, people you could yeah. pick, pick a <laughs> random person they'll name some random water right. that they hate like yeah. Dasani. Dasani yeah. gets a lot of hate for some reason. Right. Pure life is apparently like bad for the environment or something. Yeah. You know? Like you could hate on any water if you well, wanted to. As long as you throw the bottle in a recycle bin. Yeah, and then you're chilling. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I just hate that they're all, you know, I, I was, uh, <clears throat> uh, when my, my grandfather passed and we, uh, we did like uh, adopt a highway in his name and, mm-hmm. and we, you know, I think it's like four times a year we get out there and, and clean and like, and so much, garbage just oh, people yeah. just throw all over the roads and stuff so it mm-hmm. bothers me uh so i'm trying to you know obviously recycling has been a big part for a long time but you're seeing how much even just in that little section like how much trash we pick up and just right like, uh it's a problem so mm-hmm. make sure it gets in a recycle bin yeah most that's what you know what i think is cool about uh liquid death like oh know, like, yeah i just had that for the first time oh yeah yeah like a couple of days ago well they you know that's their whole message like i had no clue yeah like i would always see it on like some podcast where sure. like you know some kind of weird dudes and so i'm like oh it's probably like some weird ass <laughs> energy drink yeah. you know and i find out it's water yeah. i'm like what really oh one of my co-workers brought in the other day and everybody's like what is that I'm like what are you are you drinking beer or drinking energy? <laughs> yeah, you know, what right? is like you know it's like people don't even know what it is and no nah, literally i had no yeah. clue until i had it 
but yeah, I mean, it's great marketing. I mean, that that company blew up. Uh, yeah. Because of their, because uh, of those cans and because of the artwork on it. And yeah, I've seen it everywhere. Yeah. So uh, it's working for them for sure. Mm-hmm. And th- maybe this is. Uh, I was going to say, what's uh, a movie or TV show you wish you were in? And maybe we can apply it towards like a, a placement. Is there a certain show you watch? You were like, you would love to hear uh, one of, uh, Ooh, one of your songs or something, maybe or. Um, I don't watch very much TV anymore. Is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a certain actor you like or anybody like that? Like uh, maybe you want to be in a, somebody a certain movie or something like that? The only TV that I can ever think of right off the top of my head is Seinfeld. Oh, uh, yeah. Because me and my mom like Seinfeld a lot. Sure. But I wouldn't want to like have my music in Seinfeld, yeah. you know? Like they got that funky bass line already. They don't really need anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably not uh, not a lot of placements in, in, yeah, in Seinfeld. I but. couldn't imagine. Did you know a cool thing about Seinfeld? Did you know that uh, – the uh the baseline and the theme in the beginning is always different oh yeah because it's like it's a company a company i don't know how to say that word it's pretty much like uh it's uh it's like scoring his it's like composed around his stand-up act so like it would purposely like be busy when he breathes and then like less busy when he's like saying the joke so like every single one was so different. that that guy re-recorded that bass every every intro mm-hmm. that's interesting i didn't know that yeah I'm sure they maybe reuse some, but like yeah. it would literally like bend around his stand-up set. Huh. Yeah. All right. The more you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's coming to town, I think, on uh, November 11th. Oh, really? Coming to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which, yeah, I was and with, with Jim Gaffigan. I think that'd be a fun night out. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that uh, The Office is kind of like that for me. Like that's mm-hmm. another – that's a, a series, an older series that I got, I tend to watch like over and over. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it much recently, but uh, there was a while there where I was like, every night I'd watch a couple episodes and mm-hmm. and uh, it's just, uh, you know, kind of, it's probably the nostalgia of it also, part of that, you know, just like a, going back a uh, little, some happier times. I don't know. Not that I'm, nothing's not happy now, but All just right. like, you know, you just like reminisce like, man, like, you know, it was a great, great show, a lot of fun watching it. And uh, like I said, if you're watching it with mom, like, I mean, that's, uh, you know, always a good, a good memory to have. So, yeah. Yeah. Now you, you know, like I said, we've mentioned some names, uh, some, some people that you've been working with. Is there a dream duet or collaboration? Is there a mm. certain, uh, somebody that you would always, uh, want to work with or so the current person that's on my mind is doja cat yeah yeah I, w- I would do like a whole like rap album with doja cat for sure yeah yeah that'd be cool yeah you listen to doja cat i, I mean i know uh no other but right I, you know I, she's kind of like a pop star or whatever right. if you listen to her latest song she's spitting bars yeah. bro yeah like she's I, got it like that there was something um maybe on like a you know, one of the, whatever IG reel or whatever something. I remember seeing a clip, and I was just like, I, I did uh, not, not, I didn't really know what to expect, but mm-hmm. I did notice like the uh, lyrics and like, and yeah. yeah, I was like, man, yeah. Uh, so it did uh, pique my curiosity to yeah. want to like, uh, but um, so yeah, maybe I need to go deep dive in some some yeah. Doja Cat stuff. So you should, yeah. Um, no, nah, she's fine. She yeah. gonna rap. I uh, I like asking that just to mainly kind of put you on the spot to maybe mm-hmm. you know I believe in um, manifestation. I believe hopefully right. we'll maybe this uh, bring this to uh, put it out there you know and see what happens, man. So mm-hmm. you know maybe someday we'll revisit this podcast and be like, hey, you know we said we were gonna do it here and you know 
Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, I got to hold myself accountable for some of these things I say too. So All right. it's like, well, let's see what we can do, man. Hopefully uh, we'll get you out there and, you know, making continue to make some great music and get, uh, maybe come back on here and tell me you got a couple more tracks with uh, yeah. 10 million plus mm-hmm. spends. And you, uh, you are open for business, if anybody oh, yeah. wants to uh, hit you up, uh, you get to work together, collaborate, and make some things happen. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, again visit uh, chrisjbo.com yeah, or hit me on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. And uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's keep making some cool music, man. Let's yeah. See what happens. Most but, definitely. But I appreciate you uh, taking some time to hang with me, and yeah. uh, it was really cool getting to meet you officially. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, let's uh, let's do this again soon, man. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks, Chris. Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody.